0: so many people get too stuck on the idea that they want to make change they want to make change they'll start to make changes but they get so tied on this certain outcome that one they forget to shift the goal line meaning if let's say in one week let's use the nutrition examples in one week you don't have the best week of you showing up eating the healthiest foods possible and really prioritizing tracking your macros if that's the tool that you're using It's okay to be able to adjust and say, okay, cool, last week wasn't the best week in the world, so here's how we are going to alter the plan. My clients listening to this, you all know, what do we do? Whenever we jump on a call, we talk about what went well the previous week and what didn't go well. And among the things that didn't go well, we talk about how we might adjust our game plan to guarantee that those instances are improved. It's not to say that they won't happen again, but that those instances or those roadblocks or whatever hurdles were preventing us from getting to where we wanted to perform, the level we wanted to perform at that week are improved. Now, something I've realized in my own life, so much of that has to do with the people that I'm surrounded with. Let's link up with Krista on the fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What's going on, Fixed listeners? Welcome back to episode 88 of the Fix podcast, I'm your host, as always, Krista Huber, and we're back with a solo episode for this week. So in full transparency, by the time you guys are hearing this, I will be maybe on my way back or at least having completed a quick little trip to Miami for just two days, and I needed to get all of my ducks in a row really quickly before I spontaneously booked this trip with a friend. So we're recording this podcast just a few days before it airs. And it is very relevant and very timely to the fact that it's a brand new year. It's 2023, and we're already week two into it, or maybe week three, depending on when you're listening to this, since the episode drops at the end of the week. And a few kind of updates, programming notes, all that good stuff. First things first, we'll do the housekeeping. So... I'm excited to share that we do have a goal that I'm going to put out into the universe for this year because I really want to prioritize getting back to more episodes for all of you, dedicated Fix fans and listeners. I previously, depending on how long you've listened to the show, you may know this, recorded episodes every single week, launch them, drop them every single week. And we're going to get back to that. So stay tuned in the next two, three weeks or so. You will want to make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're a brand new listener or just check my Instagram, both the Krista Huber and the pod for the official announcement as to when we're going to pick up that cadence again instead of on our every other week schedule, which has been cool. But I have so much lined up for you guys for this year. So many guests I wanna be able to bring to you and we just need to make that happen every single week. So stay tuned for the official announcement, but this is me promising it to you over the air so that we can actually make it happen. I just had a conversation this afternoon with my editor, shout out to Tony, you're the best, for setting up our schedule for the new year. We're just really excited about everything to come. So that said, this conversation is really one that was prompted from... A really casual chat I was actually having with a client who has also now kind of turned a new leaf with me and is an official employee of the Fitness Fix team, and we were talking about the importance of relationships. In particular, for those of you who have been longtime listeners of this show, we were talking about the course of my own personal relationships, both friends, professional, and romantic over the course of the last three to five years or so and the person I was having this conversation with is just a couple of years younger than me so there's maybe a little bit of like big sister sort of advice thrown into this but it was also just a chance for me to reflect and why I think this conversation is so timely coming up on the new year is because what I really took away from some of the Story she and I shared with each other just about our relationships and how they transformed through college from high school and then in the now quote unquote real world, your early 20s into your late 20s compared to college and how those relationships have changed over time. My reflection and my big takeaway from it is how you invest your time. And that's actually what this whole episode will boil down to if you just want one theme, one takeaway from it, because I am going to ask you, the listener, to really think about that as you move into this new year. We have talked before on this podcast about how to set goals that are achievable, how to rethink the way that you approach your well, your wellness, your health, your nutrition, your fitness, all of your routines. We talk about habits and all that stuff is really important because it's the those are the tools. It's the bread and butter. That's the sauce. That's the secret sauce. Shouldn't really be that much of a secret. It's people think it's kind of boring and maybe not so sexy, but it's really what it takes to actually get to where you want to go. But I feel like we've done a lot of pre-work to this exact conversation. And I think it's one that has to be had. It's one that has to be had because I personally feel in the last six months, if not the past year, I've really evolved so much personally and professionally by diving into self, self-development but also making multiple investments in myself. And when you hear the word investment, I think this is kind of the place to start with this. A lot of time people immediately think of money. And that's very valid because clearly... It's, you. you think of like, oh, I'm gonna make an investment in the stock market or I'm gonna make an investment in a coaching program or something like that. And of course, I am going to tie this entire thing back to one-on-one coaching, group coaching, nutrition challenges, all of the things that the Fitness Fix is offering over the course of 2023. But I also wanna tie it back to investments in your time and how you spend your time and who you spend your time with. So again, going back to where is this all coming from and how did this conversation start, I was having this conversation with one of my team members, and she's somebody who's known me from an outsider's perspective for many, many years and shared with me, and I appreciated her candor around this, that one of the reasons why she was interested in my coaching program in the first place was because of what I've talked about with personal relationships and because I've been open and have shared a lot about how the decisions I've made in my personal life even are the reason why I'm recording this podcast right now, are the reasons why I decided to start the Fitness Fix coaching business, why I decided to leave North Carolina, why I decided to move back to New Jersey, but In thinking about what's happened in my life over the course of the past three years, the biggest takeaway I had for her and kind of the biggest lesson that I found in it is right now, today, I feel like I can actually say that my evolution as a person is no longer defined by those events that happened to me before. Now, what do I mean by that? For those of you who are new to the show, You might not have all of this context, so this does require a little bit of backtracking to share it. When I first started the Fix podcast, I knew I wanted to share as much information as I possibly could about nutrition, about fitness, and have the opportunity to sit down with some amazing, influential people in the wellness space. But I also, as somebody who studied journalism, has a passion for connecting with other people, really appreciates the power of stories, I wanted to be able to flex those skills as well. I felt at the time that when I first decided to launch this show, that it was kind of like the culmination of, frankly, everything I was good at, which is why I knew I would enjoy it. Let's be honest. We are great at the things that we enjoy doing, but also was an opportunity for me to blend together my journey over the past eight plus years, if not longer, if I go all the way back to being a student in high school as a participant of my high school newspaper. So I was like, okay, lots of people are starting podcasts. And on top of that, though, I felt like I really had something to say. And the reason why I felt like I really had something to say had a lot to do with the personal decisions that I made between 2020 and 2021. And that really started with the main event of, well, I should say two main events. I first left a position that I thought was really my dream job in the fitness space in particular back at the end of 2019. And I had no idea the catalyst for that decision and where it would lead. But what it ultimately led to was me starting to examine what I actually wanted out of my life. At the time, I was 26 going on 27 and I had thought that I was going down the path that I really wanted to go. I felt like I knew the finance world was not for me. I knew that sitting behind a desk was not for me. But when I came to realize that working for someone else and building their gym location also maybe wasn't for me, although I will say that I've obviously, for those of you who know me and know where I am now, have jumped back into that role and appreciate and enjoy it. But it just put a lot into perspective and having the opportunity to lead a team and having the opportunity to help run an entire studio and, and help build it, frankly, from the ground up. I knew there are parts of it I absolutely loved, but I also was starting to question if that was the life I wanted. At, at one point, I even questioned if I still wanted to stay in the fitness industry because, it was tough. It was tough for it to be a thing that I loved, an activity that I loved, and then it all of a sudden turned into my job. Into my job, so started having me question like, do I want to do this with my life? And then on top of that, it led me to question, am I surrounded by the people that I want to be surrounded by? And that really gets back to where this is all going with the concept of investment and how you're investing your time. So bear with me because I am circling back around to that here. And what I ultimately realized in that reflection and questioning, should I go back into a more corporate career? Should I go back into that typical desk job? Because like, quite frankly, I wanted weekends off at the time. I saw how my friends were able to travel. and. That was something that just wasn't really as much of an option for me, and I didn't really consider that when I made the decision to jump into fitness head first the year and a half prior. I also was getting married, and that was really the second big deciding factor of what became the catalyst for the last three years of my life. I realized I was not going down the path of my future with the person that was best suited for me, and nor I best suited for him, and it was really... A difficult point in my life. It's something I've shared on this podcast and it's not really the premise of this conversation because what I was able to take away from the conversation I had last week with this other person was that I don't feel defined by that part of my life anymore. And transparently, there was a time for a good year and a half where I really did. I really felt like So much of who I was as a person and my identity, and the subsequent decisions that I made, the way I showed up on a daily basis was to be able to prove, hopefully to myself, but honestly, maybe even to other people too, that I was fine, that I was resilient, that I was working really hard on prioritizing my own mental health, that I was okay, that I was, yeah, candidly uncomfortable too with the path that I had chosen, and open about how much I did struggle in one, making the decision to walk away, then making the decision to move back home and just hit the reset button and really think hard about what I actually wanted to do next and get comfortable with the idea of being okay with doing nothing, which is something I still to this day and probably will forever struggle with. But what I really took from reflecting in the immediate, in the right now, in how I want to show up in 2023 and what some of my priorities are is kind of stepping into that next chapter. And this is something that I've been sharing with a lot of my clients and even can tie into their nutrition and their fitness journeys – Because so many of them are at a point where maybe they've been inside of the Fitness Fix program for three months or four or they're nearing that six-month mark and they're thinking about re-signing for the program. I start asking them, how are you defining your success inside of the two, three, or six months you've been spending with me so far? And a lot of it is this language of like, okay... We made improvements that put you at Krista 1.0 when you came in, and maybe right now you're at Krista 1.5. But as we enter into 2023, as many of these conversations were happening in December, what we're now looking at is how do you become Krista 2.0 or Krista 3.0 or 4 and so on and so forth. Now, this isn't a statement to say that you should constantly be chasing this higher version of yourself, but it is a statement around growth. And that to me really ties back to this theme of investment, of investment of your time and your relationships and who you surround yourself with. So when I think about my evolution over the last two or three years, and I really think about not just the past year, but I would even hone in a little bit deeper for the past six months, I have had a lot of transformation in my personal and professional life. And I feel like That has been a catalyst for what is now becoming the Krista 2.0 or 2.5 or whatever number you might want to put on it. And in thinking about that, I thought it would be helpful to share what I've done and what I've reflected on to be able to start to see this growth, but also to be able to measure it. And I think the second piece is really, really important Because so many people get too stuck on the idea of that they want to make change, they want to make change, they'll start to make changes, but they get so tied on a certain outcome that one, they forget to shift the goal line. Meaning if let's say in one week, let's use the nutrition examples, in one week you don't have the best week of you showing up eating the healthiest foods possible and really prioritizing tracking your macros if that's the tool that you're using. It's okay to be able to adjust and say, okay, cool, last week wasn't the best week in the world, so here's how we are going to alter the plan. My clients listening to this, you all know, what do we do? Whenever we jump on a call, we talk about what went well the previous week and what didn't go well. And among the things that didn't go well, we talk about how we might adjust our game plan to guarantee that those instances are improved. It's not to say that they won't happen again, But that those instances or those roadblocks or whatever hurdles were preventing us from getting to where we wanted to perform, the level we wanted to perform at that week, are improved. Now, something I've realized in my own life, so much of that has to do with the people that I'm surrounded with. And over the course of the past year, I have had a lot of personal transformation in work relationships and personal relationships and the work or professional relationships are the place to start. So examples that I can provide in this realm that really tie into this component of investment. In the last three months, probably just a little bit more than that, I joined a business coaching group and I'm excited to tease that I will have my business coach Kendall on this podcast very soon. We're excited for that conversation And it's been one of the best things, not for my business. It's been great for my business. But it's been great for me as an individual, as a female, as a person who wants to intentionally show up a certain way every single day, as a person who thinks about how she wants this podcast to sound, as a person who thinks about the type of coach she wants to be when she's teaching classes, thinks about the type of coach that she wants to be when she is talking with one-on-one clients about nutrition, thinks about the type of person she wants to be inside of her friendships and her relationships, which we'll get to second. It's been so important on my self-development to be able to be inside of a program because one, what I found is that because I care so much about the Fitness Fix and I care so much about the Fix podcast, it's really helped me to put this frame around – who I am as a person in the context of business because I am motivated and I am driven by wanting to be able to grow this. But what's also really helped me about it is this concept of shifting the goal line. And it's been something that's been really put into perspective when you're in a group with other women. So I'm in a mastermind group and in that group I get the opportunity to connect with other incredible women who are so inspiring. Their businesses are at all different points. But we also work in the same industry and there's no single person in there who acts as a gatekeeper or acts like her stuff is that much more superior to any of the other women inside of it. It's a, how can I help you? Let me show you what's worked for me. Don't make the same mistake I did twice and let's all collaborate and let's all work together. For me personally, that has been huge in being able to think outside of the box. And I think when You're somebody who spends so much time in the same routine or you feel like you've kind of figured things out a little bit and you've kind of gotten like halfway to where you want to go. You're not so quick to raise your hand to ask for your help to try to get to the next level. And it usually takes that outside person, whether that be a coach, whether that be a therapist, whether it be a partner, whether it be your mom, somebody to kind of prompt the conversation to say, hey, like. How are you feeling about this? Or are you feeling stuck? Or maybe you feel stuck and you just don't even know who to share that information with. For me, that relationship, that financial investment, the time investment that I've put into collaborating inside of this mastermind, following the prompts, taking it seriously like I have homework on top of actually running the business has just been so personally transformational because I've been able to sit down and create the time and space to reflect on what I've been doing before, why it's working, who I want to work with, what does that woman look like, where is she, how does she show up on a daily basis, who is she not and who does she want to become. It's really easy when you get into the flow of running a business and having a certain set of clients that you always work with that you don't really take the time to take a step back to pause. And if you listen to our last podcast episode with Leahy, this is something we both shared that we struggle with, but something that's really important, like creating the time to just be and creating the time to just make space. And when you're running off and teaching classes and then your personal training clients and then you're jumping into one-on-one nutrition sessions, you're recording podcasts, Those are all fun and great and I absolutely love the hustle and I feel like in many ways I thrive off of it. Something I have not done well and am just here sharing in this episode that I cannot preach enough how great doing what I call with my clients homework or what you might call journaling or what somebody else might call some sort of strategy session where you can actually take a step back and just write down, or maybe you're driving in your car, maybe you're listening to this podcast right now, I'll give you something to do right now. Listen to the next 10 seconds of what I'm about to say, and then pause this. Have a conversation with yourself. If you're alone in the car, nobody can hear you, who cares? Or maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're taking a walk, pause it for just a second, just two minutes, and pull out the iPhone, on your iPhone or your Android, whatever you have, pull out the notes app. And just start to do a little bit of self-reflection, like take that bird's eye view, zoom out a little bit and remove yourself from your own situation and ask yourself like, one, what do you want to work on? What are the things in your personal life, in your professional life that you feel like maybe represent that Krista 1.25 or that Krista 1.5, but you really want to be at Krista 2.0? What are those things? As a follow-up question to that, I want you to then answer, how can I become the 2.0 version of me? How can I become the 3.0 version of me? What do I actually have to do on a daily basis to show up, to make that happen? And then as a third question, I want you to ask yourself, does that look like some kind of investment? Does that look like a new professional relationship with a coach or something like that? Does it look like a hint, hint, wink, wink, a new personal relationship with a nutrition coach or something like that? Because maybe you're not, maybe you are thinking about your work life, but maybe there's a parallel. Maybe there's a parallel as to where you feel like you're crushing it at work, but when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't see the professional person that you envision in your mind and there's a misalignment between those two people. Well, then it might be time to actually work on your health and wellness and much in the example that I shared, use your powerful self, your sense of self, your empowered self, the confident, positive man or woman that you see yourself as in the context of your business and try to think about what skills you already have. They're so awesome that you execute and work on every single day in that context And then bring it over to the area of weakness, which might not really be an area of weakness so much as it's just an area that you're not actually prioritizing. And in doing that, I think you'll also come up with an actual game plan for how you can approach the next two weeks, the next six weeks, the next eight weeks, and hopefully the rest of 2023 and beyond. Now, it's great to be able to do this by yourself. But I really do believe in the power of having other people around and doing it, which is why I share the example of joining something like a business mastermind. Now, I can create the same parallel for you when it comes to your nutrition and fitness. I've got two ways that you can do it. One is obviously one-on-one coaching through the Fitness Fix. What's awesome about the program that we have is you also get connected. Not only are you working with our team of coaches – but you also get connected with the fellow women who are inside of the program and we share daily struggles that we're facing. I even encourage so many of my clients, sometimes they have experiences that I can only relate to because they've shared it with me or three other clients have shared it with me, but I don't face them on a day to day. So what do I ask them to do? Jump into our online client community and talk about it and Prompt them and say, hey, so-and-so has this challenge. Can anybody else in this group walk her through how you've been able to resolve that? That's exactly what I get to do inside of my own business coaching program. And that's exactly what I do when I troubleshoot information with my own nutrition coach, which is another way that I've made an investment in myself going into 2023 and something that I kind of got away from and and really is really important to me that I get back to this year. But What you want to think about is like, okay, I could do this by myself, or I could think about how I spend my time in terms of the people that I'm surrounded with. And that can include other areas where you might want to improve your health, your wellness, your nutrition, whatever kind of fitness related goals you have. And that's where I see the power of group nutrition coaching. And I'm also happy to share for those of you who are local to New Jersey. Strongly encourage you to jump on to my Instagram page because I am currently running or about to kick off, I should say, multiple eight, seven to eight week nutrition challenges with gyms in the Jersey Shore area. So if you're someone who maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if just one-on-one nutrition coaching is for me and maybe that the online community isn't enough for you, we've got a second option. And one of the biggest takeaways that most of the clients I've worked with inside of those nutrition challenge groups where they're getting together with other people inside of their gyms for seven to eight weeks long, motivating each other every single day, sharing information that works with them much in the same way I just described in my own client group, they all leave those experiences with the feedback, the number one feedback that they are so grateful to be a part of such a supportive community. And what's more is that supportive community actually helped them stick to something for once because they knew that a bunch of other people, 80 plus other people, 50 plus other people, 20 plus other people, even if it's just five other people, because I'm going to talk about how you could do this in your own life if you don't have access to a program like that are committed to staying the course with them too. And they know that that person who is committed to setting their alarm super early in the morning and showing up to a workout class, even when it'd be much easier to set the snooze, that may be a really great kickstart, a really great jumpstart to get you to dive into something for yourself. Because a lot of people have a tendency to do a great job when they can connect like the singular individual way that show the way they show up to something that's a part of like the greater good they know that their decision to get out of bed that morning especially in the world of group fitness which I love is the fact that like there's gonna be another 20 plus other people in that class who one maybe it's not a matter of really like you're letting them down per se but 20 plus other people whose energy you get to feed off of and it's amazing to be able to do that in person The internet's even cooler that we can do that online through so many apps, through social media, through all of those connections, but that's a really great motivator that you might not be considering when you sit down and you ask yourself why you're not getting to where you want to go. And I think so many people don't get to where they want to go because they take way too long trying to do it on their own. And that's really the ultimate point I'm trying to make in sharing these different examples of these different communities that you can be a part of. I mean, think about this. While there isn't necessarily a ton of interaction with the podcast where as I'm sharing this you and I are having conversation back and forth but hopefully and if you're somebody who shows up listening to these episodes every other week or on a consistent basis you feel like you're a part of this community too because my messages tend to build one on top of the other the guests i interview also have similar thematic points and messages and and advice that really fits into this ecosystem that we're trying to build that supports you, whether you are a formal one-on-one nutrition client, you're one of the members of these various nutrition challenges that the Fitness Fix is now a part partner of, or you're more passive in that you listen to the show every week and maybe it helps you think a little bit differently. Or maybe you're a little bit passive in the sense that you've listened to an episode here and there, but you interact with us on social media often. You send us DMs. You let us know that you like the show. You left a review. All of those things can contribute, if you choose to look at it that way, to helping you become a better version of yourself because it kind of makes me think of that, um, and I don't know like the exact quote, but I've seen this post on Instagram many times in the last two years and it redefines your diet. And this is what it it says something to the effect of the following Your diet isn't just what you eat, it isn't just the food that you're putting in your mouth, but it's how you think, what your thoughts are, the information that you consume, and who you surround yourself with. So, again, whether it's in this more formal setting where you're actually making the transaction and signing up and committing to the coach, whether it's a fitness or nutrition coach, whether it's a business coach or something along those lines. You can still make the choice to put yourself in spaces and places where you're surrounded by people who are going to make you a better version of yourself. And again, those are more of the professional, more structured types of examples. The second that I wanted to get into is more around relationships. And again, going all the way back to how I started this episode, that's what really prompted me to want to even come into the studio today and record this And why I shared what I shared about my choices to take a step back, to leave a relationship, to leave a job, because really that job was a matter of relationships too, all of which were no longer serving the person that I saw myself becoming. And I think there's so many people out there who are really afraid Because they think about the amount of time they've spent in a certain relationship, whether that's a job, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's a friendship, that they don't want to leave it because they're not sure that they can start over and... As I think about how I've evolved in the last three years and as I think about the statement that I made when I opened up this this entire recording and said I don't define myself so much by the decisions I made to leave that relationship, at the time I define it more around the fact that I let my mental health really suffer for a long time, that I got to a place where I was burnt out, not taking care of myself and had to probably go through that place of like wow, nothing seems the way it's supposed to. I hated the fact that I felt like I made this decision, so therefore I was responsible for how I felt, and you are responsible for your own emotions. But I just couldn't wrap my head around that at the time, and I couldn't figure out a way through. And as I started to figure out the way through, keeping with this analogy of like Krista 1.75 and then 2.0 and so on, I kind of felt like my definition of who I was and how I saw myself and my relationship to the rest of the world was more around, hey, don't allow yourself to get to a place where you feel that low by focusing on tools right now today. When you do feel great, when you do feel like a happy person, make them a part of your daily practice. Try meditation. Try going for walks. Try changing up your fitness routine. Pay attention to the foods you're putting in your body. And I still keep doing all those things, which is why I like this analogy. It's why I like this analogy of like thinking about yourself as like you're graduating to these different steps. You're shedding layers. You're evolving into this next version of yourself because the assumption with that is you keep all of the things I just listed and I continue to do those things. I am very aware of the behaviors I might have that prevent me from showing up as the best version of myself or where I see myself start to slip back into old patterns and having the awareness that you're even doing that is such a big part of this, really the only way to keep moving forward. But I now can take this kind of like evolution and say to myself, okay, now you're three years removed from that previous situation that defined so much of the last three years of your life. What's your relationship to it now? What's your relationship to the world now? And now I see it as I'm at a place where I know very clearly who the people are in my life that are going to help me grow. I, all, I know if they're currently in my life, and I'm so grateful to say that I have a number of those people in my personal life and professional too, but especially in my personal life, and they know who they are. But I'm also very quick to have a definition of what those people look like and why is that important. This is another opportunity for you to press pause and take stock of something in that same note I suggested you pull up earlier or that conversation. You might be continuing with yourself while you're listening to this in the car and ask yourself if you have that criteria. Do you have a list of the traits, the qualities, the values that other people in your life that you want to have in your life, that people you know are going to make you better, do you have them defined? Because so many people don't. And that itself goes back to what really started the conversation I had with this fellow employee. And what she and I were talking about was how you figure out if your romantic relationship and your friendships are the right ones for you. And those are two things that I've really examined hard throughout 2022. Although I haven't necessarily been as a vocal about it, this is where I feel like, Krista 3.0 or whatever. I lost track of whatever .0 version I wanted to keep with, but where she's going in sharing more about this and thinking about all of the work that I did through talking to other friends, to going on dates and figuring out very quickly if somebody was not meant for me and why they weren't meant for me, of having failed short-term relationships over the past two years, thinking about why they didn't work, thinking about how I want to show up inside of relationships now, thinking about what I expect from my partner, but also thinking about my responsibility to be able to communicate what those things are. And that's something I take so much pride in. And I think it's something if you're listening to this, I know a lot of the female, a lot of the listeners of The Fix are female. And I think it's something that not enough women do because it's something that I talk to my clients, to my friends especially, but to a lot of the women inside of our program, even in really small examples. And I'll give you one. How do you typically split up the responsibility for cooking in your household? And most of the time, and I won't say this is most of the time because that's not fair, but I do have many female clients who are the ones who are responsible for the majority of the cooking. But here's where I'm also going to call them out. A lot of times they are responsible for the majority of meal prep or whatever it is because there's an assumption that their partner won't do it. And I think that is super unfair. So if you want an action step that you can take right now in listening to this podcast, if you are in a relationship or maybe you even just have a roommate and you split up responsibilities for meal prep, cleaning, whatever it is. Maybe it's a sibling or whoever. You have to ask what for what you need. And so many people don't ask for what they need. That also comes down to the way somebody makes you feel inside of a relationship. Now, again, going back to the conversation that prompted this whole episode We were talking about female relationships and talking about female friendships and how much they change so significantly when you kind of go through different events in your life, like especially in your 20s when you're going from graduating college, moving, you lose touch with high school friends in that time, maybe you then lose touch with college friends in that time. And then from there, you, you start to figure out as people get engaged, get married, baby showers, all those big life events. Really, at least in my life, has shaped me figuring out who my friends are and who the types of people are that I want to find friendships with as I meet new people, as I go about my routine and my day, whether it's going to the gym or whatever, wherever I might be interacting with somebody, figuring out like what my criteria is, not just for partners, but also for friendships, both male and female. And One of the things that, again, I think we don't spend enough time doing is defining what those relationships, we want them to look like. And instead, we just like let the world happen to us. And if you are that person, because so many people are, You're selling yourself short because you have control. You have control over relationships that you're in and you don't have to be afraid to make the effort to show up differently because it usually just starts with you asking for what it is that you want or that you need. Now, where does this get extra tricky? In my personal experience where I found this, especially in friendships, especially in female friendships, is... I tend to say it like it is and is part of the reason why I enjoy this podcast because I'm not afraid to say exactly what I think. But I've also been met with a lot of former friendships where the person has said to me, I don't like confrontation. And I get it. I get why people don't like confrontation. It makes them uncomfortable. But again, I'm going to say exactly what I just said. I think that if you are someone who feels that way, you're selling yourself short because if you don't like confrontation... You are putting yourself in a position where you're not going to get what you want because if something bothers you, and it's not to say that you're supposed to get every single thing you want out of your life, but there's plenty of things that you have control over and that should be a no-brainer given when it comes to your relationships that if something doesn't make you feel good, you just have to say that it doesn't make you feel good because if you don't, then it doesn't give the other person the opportunity to correct it. And I've just seen, and I think I've seen a lot of this and it being mirrored back to me inside of my own relationship, having a person be like, oh, wow, like, oh, that bothered you? I didn't even realize. And like, but more importantly, I appreciate that you told me exactly how you felt and now we can deal with it right now and you can just move on and you can both move on. And then if it were to happen again, now you both have a clear understanding of how it makes the other person feel and what your expectations are around these types of situations or whatever it was that caused a little bit of friction going forward. That ultimately just boils down to having healthy communication. And I think in looking at this from the lens of a nutrition coach, let's go back to the example I shared of something small, like who's doing the cooking in your house, or maybe it's the division of those responsibilities. I found even in past relationships, I used to live with my younger brother when we lived together in North Carolina. And something that worked great for us was we kind of each had things. We were really great at cooking, but we also enjoyed cooking. So we would split that up and say, okay, you're going to make these ingredients for this week. Or, okay, can you prep this for this week? He was more of the grill master in our house. And so I usually asked him to focus on protein. And I was happy to work on vegetables and other sides and carbohydrates and chopping up our fruit and things like that. And that made us both feel like we were each happy with the contribution when the other person was making. Or I can give the example of, okay, if one person's doing a lot of the prep, who's the other person that's going to the grocery store? So often when I bring this up to clients, they start laughing and they say, I can't send my husband to the grocery store. He won't know what to get. Why don't you take him with you? Why don't you guys do it together and ask him to be present in the time that you're doing that? Or if it's really that much of a problem, we do have things like Instacart. We do have the ability to order lots of diff- through different apps and and various things that local grocery stores have set up. So really, if you're someone who feels frustrated because you're bearing the weight of having to do a lot of these responsibilities on top of taking care of your family, on top of having a full-time job, on top of wanting to make time for your fit, your fitness, on top of wanting to make time to socialize with your friends and you have a team around you, if you are not asking for help from that team, I hate to say it, but you have to put that back on yourself. and. Let's take it a step further and me sharing the example about dealing with confrontation. If and when you deal with that confrontation and it's not exactly met the way that you want it to, I'm not saying like, oh, you should just, oh, one shot, you're out. You got to show compassion. And it obviously depends on the context of whatever situation you're in. But what you really need to think about is, is the time investment that I've made in this relationship Am I looking at it and using it to say, like, oh, well, I have to stay with this relationship because we've been friends since we were three years old? Or do I have to stay with this relationship because I've been dating this person for seven years? Or do I have to stay in this relationship because I made a commitment to this person and I can never possibly consider getting divorced? A lot of times when you look at those past years that you are spent with that person, we forget that they're kind of a sunk cost. Like, they already happened. So if you want to think about a way to move forward, you have to ask yourself, if I can show up for me and I start taking the steps because those are the things you can control, you can control how you show up, you can control how you communicate, that's a really good way to measure whether that person is willing to grow in the direction that you would also like to. That doesn't make the person a bad person if they don't want to grow in that direction. They just might not be a friendship or a relationship that is meant for you, period. But if you don't have those tough conversations, you have to leave that on yourself to be able to be like, okay, like I'm not, this isn't going the way I wanted to or I'm not getting what I want here. But by not communicating and by not looking at it and saying, okay, I've made this investment in this. So therefore I should actually take more time to take this to a new level, or I should take more time to have the conversations I've been avoiding, then you're kind of only digging your own hole there. And again, I can think of yet another example of how I could tie that to a relationship with a personal trainer, to a relationship with a fitness coach, to a relationship with a nutrition coach. That's a message that if you're a client of mine and you're listening to this, I want you to think about that in the context of the way you and I communicate to each other. If you've ever been at a point where, and I'm super guilty of this, so I'll raise my hand and be the first to say it, where you're not communicating with your coach about what's actually going on in your day-to-day, especially if your coach is reaching out to you, hey, that is 100% on you. And you have to remember that you did make an investment. You made the decision Forget the money. You made an investment to commit to a program for X amount of time. You made the investment, even just think about the investment you made of the 45 minutes you might have spent on that first initial call with your coach getting set up and wanting to commit to a program. Again, it's a sunk cost because it's time you can't get back. But what's really actually more important is that was you putting out into the universe admitting that you wanted help, that you feel like you need help, but it's on you to go and do something with it. So I'm going to close out the episode by urging you, if any of this message resonated with you, we of course appreciate if you'd share it with somebody. And maybe that's a way to kind of like, open the door for a conversation you're struggling having with someone in your life and wanting to come up with a a way to navigate it and bring up something that may be bothering you. Maybe this was your reminder that if you have thought about, if you've shown up week after week, listened to these episodes and followed us on Instagram or maybe sent me a few DMs back and forth, or if you're local and you've seen me around the gym and you've thought about potentially hiring a nutrition coach, This is your PSA to go ahead and do it because we're over two weeks into 2023. We're gonna get to the end of January and that's the time that 90 plus percent of people already give up on your goals and you don't have to be that statistic. You don't have to be the person that gets to every January and once again raises their hand to maybe kind of sort of dip your toe in the water by signing up for a new gym membership or signing up for a challenge or signing up for a coaching program and not going 150% in on it 2023 should be the year that you do that in all areas of your life not just in the gym in your professional relationships too and in your personal because at the end of the day it's that collection of experiences that will make you the best version of you the healthiest version of you the strongest version of you the fittest version of you insert any positive adjective to finish that sentence there. So if you are someone who's interested in one-on-one coaching, I'm going to drop the link to our coaching application right down in the show notes. You can also shoot me a DM on Instagram, at the Krista Huber, to learn more about what we offer. We are limiting our spots for the rest of the month because we've got a full roster, which we absolutely love. We're so excited to be helping as many women as possible going into this year. But as we transition into bringing on some new coaches and having some new faces as a part of this program, we will be limiting everything to get the best experience possible, to provide the best experience possible for everyone inside of the program but if you have even just the slightest interest you know where to find us please 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 reach out and again if this episode influenced you in any way share it with a friend send a text to somebody you love and care about throw it up on your instagram stories or let us know what feedback you have about it too and with that from wherever you're listening from we hope you have an amazing rest of your day we'll catch you guys next time